Yes. Yes. Starting out with some jazzy vibes this week on Rooster Grooves. Welcome, everybody. I'm Jesse. I'm Jay. And this is Rooster Grooves, yes. Seattle, Washington, streaming all around the world at signalradio.com. There you go. Yeah. And uh, also on YouTube. We are on all your favorite podcast platforms. We just got added to Pandora recently. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, man. So we're on don't. iTunes. Well, I don't even know if they call it iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, right. Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google, and some others, I think. And yeah. Wherever you find your podcast. Wherever you find your podcasts. Well, welcome, everybody. We're talking about Ontario contemporary jazz group, Bad, Bad, Not Good. Yes. Three piece jazz hip hop uh, live um, group. They, yeah, that's the best way to say it. They mix a lot of uh, mm-hmm. sort of jazz influences, traditional stuff mixed up with kind of a contemporary approach, like hip hop inspired beats, um, you know, from the likes of like Jay Diller or some of their ins- inspirations, mm-hmm. Clams Casino, MF Doom um and uh yeah but doing it all live for the most part mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah super cool talented group of guys started yeah. out as a three-piece yeah and they will get into it but they moved to a four-piece eventually yeah so yeah just these three guys with the love of music yeah um and yeah we'll get into it i think they were all going to school together they um you know had a lot of similar influences started started working on some projects together and realized their influences were matching up and yeah want to kind of get together um, I got. I had some other notes of influences like Gangstar, mm-hmm. Joy Division, oh, which is a l- little interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, because they're more uh, yeah. new wave. Yeah, I guess you'd say. But uh, Nas, mm-hmm. um, like from Illmatic, uh, Old Dirty Bastard, mm-hmm. uh, Flying Lotus. Yeah. So some cool contemporary stuff. Yeah. Like you said, mixed with some like jazz standard. Yeah, like vibes. John Coltrane. Uh, many other sort of yeah jams. charles mingus miles davis mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah so super cool um i mean yeah it's just super classic stuff with a, a modern tinged vibe yeah and it, it it's great stuff i mean they go yeah. hard they're really talented yeah. at their individual music um um yeah instruments yeah i guess it's it's primarily a piano bass and drums yeah is kind of like their yeah their, their fundamental yeah. setup and they have some guests, saxophonists, like we just heard on that first track. Mm-hmm. I think guests clarinet sometimes. And on their later stuff, some guest vocalists, which they didn't really um, have to start out with, but they've started adding vocals on some of their later material. Yeah, having some some really cool features from yeah. some prominent yeah. uh, you know, rappers and producers and vocalists. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I mean... That's kind of the rundown, and they're all super young. Mm-hmm. They only uh, started out as bad, bad, not good in 2011, and um, and yeah. So you sort of touched on it. They were all uh, the original three guys. Who let's uh, let's give you a rundown of who's in the band: uh, Chester Hansen on bass, nice. Matthew Tavares on keys, mm-hmm. and Alexander Sawinski on drums. That was the original lineup. And we'll talk about some of the other members as we as we go along. As they come into the project. Um, but yeah, all three of those guys, Chester, Matthew, and Alex, were studying jazz. I think it's called the Humber School of Jazz in Toronto. Okay. Yeah. And um, 
I think they were in sort of various classes together, and it was actually Chester and Alex that met randomly. That he said through some other music projects that they were involved with at the time, and they immediately sort of bonded over their passion for hip hop and um, rare jazz music, mm-hmm. and um, started hanging out together. Um, eventually, started jamming, and that's where kind of the impetus for the group came together was just through, yeah bonding over similar shared inspirations, showing each other stuff that they didn't weren't aware of mm-hmm. like, as well, and and then jamming, yeah. And whilst they're all still studying jazz at Humber, which is, it sounds like very sort of traditional schooling in, in mm-hmm. music and specifically jazz music kind of thing. So they kind of taught all of the traditional stuff and the traditional approach to that. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and um, I think they might have some classical programs there as well. I think because they, I think over time they said they sort of ran into some classical musicians, and they've always said like, you know, you'll meet a classical musician. It's like, oh, we can't jam, and then he, I think it was Alex. Like, what you dumb? Like, <laughs> you know how to run notes up and down a thing? Put the book away and just mm-hmm. uh, you know jam. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's an interesting yeah. dynamic because yeah. yeah, some people play by ear, yeah. can't read music, but they want to jam. I mean, sometimes the person who knows music and oh, I can read any chart, I can read anything and play it on the spot. Yeah. Sight reading. Yeah. But, but like, oh, oh, I don't know what to do now. We're jamming live. Like, yeah, exactly. what chord are we in? What, what are we playing? Like, yeah. I think we've had, you and I have had this experience at the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without, totally. Without naming names. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, you know, with some musicians that are like, well, that clashes. That's not musically correct. It's yeah. Like, well, that's not part of the theory. Yeah. But, you know, if it sounds good. It sounds good. There's no rules. There's and no I think rules. these guys super, they kind of, um, they, they, they take that in, that kind of, that lifestyle, that musical lifestyle of, of knowing jazz standards and knowing the way to play things. And they, they're talented at their individual instruments, mm-hmm. their respective instruments. But they put that together with, let's see what happens live. Yeah. And let's, let's, let's we know the rules about music or music theory and they've studied it and stuff, but they're they're also they plug that into let's see what happens when we just play together. Yeah. And and put our influences in here and see what happens. Yeah. So they get a lot of cool stuff. Cause they're I mean, they're using some synths in some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, they're just doing kind of standard type mm-hmm. sounding tracks with piano based drums. Yeah. And you know, instrumental stuff. Yeah. Then stuff with some really cool, you know, features. Yeah. Um, you know, like we'll we'll talk about working with Ghostface Killer, like we yeah. talked about in another episode. Yeah. You know, Danny Brown, some having some rappers, mm-hmm. contemporary rappers on on some tracks. Yeah. yeah. So I mean really cool vibes. Definitely, yeah. And it's interesting because yeah, we we know about them like I've known about them mostly as like a live um three piece. Um, but when I sort of dove back into their back catalogue of lesser known albums, uh, some of these are not on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, like their very first release is just called BBNG 2011. was the first one. 12 tracks, self-released. Um, so and- they recorded in a three-hour session. Um, but yeah, I guess like they, they also sort of incorporated uh, a lot of sample-based beats on some of those earlier things, which they're mm-hmm. not doing so much of now, at least on what's been released uh yeah the biggest thing last couple of albums kind of thing um but it was interesting for me to hear back and like oh well they were doing some kind of programming type stuff as well kind of thing 
which is 100%. interesting. Um, but doing it in a really way, interesting way, like because he's a drummer, Alex, um, you can hear the liveness in those program beats. Like, sure, yeah, kind of feels like either he sampled himself or he played over the top of some things that he had programmed or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, you can kind of get that if you check out BBNG, which is on their Bandcamp. I think is the only place to hear that right now. Those first two albums and there's BBNG yeah. two that came out in 2012. Um, yeah, a, that was interesting to me because yeah. both the, their first two albums, yeah, like full LPs, were not like, for example, they're not on Spotify. Yeah. To this day, yeah. I, I, why not? I know, yeah. Which is you know because you think that you'd, you'd want to put them there just to get the exposure, just and retrospectively or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're 100%. great. Like, um, I guess well, maybe like, I'm not sure if they're entirely original, which might be part of the case. I, I yeah, I think there's a lot of like uh, covers of like rap songs and hip hop songs that they've done on those. Yeah, I think they albums. were recreating some some standard stuff and then some contemporary music yeah. and recreating it in their own style. And I yeah. think on the, the first one, BB and G, their first LP, it was almost primarily, at least, you know, for the most part, um, either covers or, you know, recreations of, of other music that's been released yeah. and doing it in their own style, yeah. which is great. Yeah. And all the music, you know, that first album, it's very sincere yeah. and paying homage to these, these great people who they look up to and yeah. who they jive with. And then I think on the second, the second LP, it's kind of more of the same and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like a quarter of that is original mm-hmm. and the rest of it, like the other three quarters is, is again, covers or recreations. Right. Um, you know, which is great. Cause yeah. I mean, these guys were, you know, at the beginning of their, their career as a group and just figuring out what they wanted to do, what they were about, you know, all it's getting in the headspace, you know, learning who each other is or what yeah. their influences are and kind of building it from there. And yeah, it's interesting that you can't find those on, on Spotify, for example. I don't know what their, mm. their strategy was with that. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever it's out there so you can find it. Yeah. And it, it's definitely good stuff. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And they also did like live versions of each of those albums as well. So there's like the recorded studio E type things, and then like live album versions where oh, and, I didn't realize that. Yeah, where, where can you find those? They're all, all on the Bandcamp as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think they pretty much have everything on Bandcamp apart from the last couple of albums, and then you can just go over to Spotify or wherever else for that. Right. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. The live versions as well was uh, they're also slightly different because the live things also just have some improvisational live jamming things happening on there as well. Um, so it's really interesting. Like, yeah, I would say, I would say, like, you know, it's a good introduction. Like, we always like to say which album kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd probably say like three from 2014 as a starting point, and then you know, listen to the the Ghostface Killer um, collab, Sour Soul, and then their most recent one, um, Four, I think it's called. And uh, yeah, but then once you've got a grasp of that, go back and indulge yourself in the early, mm-hmm. early things, especially like the live recording things as well, because it's, it's a way to really just kind of be with them and explore that, their sound kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, I mean, I was kind of surprised because these guys are, they're young. Yeah. I, feel, I still feel like they're only like 25 or something. Like yeah. That. Like something. very young. And yeah. so my initial reaction, because you, you mentioned this band. Yeah. At that time, it was just a band name. You said bad, bad, not good. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. 
and I don't know what the track you showed me or the track that I listened to had a, a featured artist on it, a, right. a vocalist, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so that was just literally my initial reaction without knowing anything yeah. about who's in the band or what they're about or anything like that. And so I, I, I just had this idea that they were these some like kind of old jazz cats that have been around for a while, mm. for you know decades, yeah. and they're like some classic guys. Yeah. And just based off the vocal, right. you know, because that that energy from the vocalist yeah, yeah. makes it seem like you know maybe it's. I'm just going off my initial reaction, you know, and I'm like, okay, it sounds like some. I, I thought maybe there were some black dudes, right? Yeah. You know, but these are they're all it's like three white young dudes <laughs> like, from Canada, <laughs> yeah, from Canada, you know, going to school, yeah, and then like really diving deep into this stuff, and it obviously is affecting a lot of people because mm-hmm. um, I've heard this name come up over the last few months mm. from random people who and I get in a conversation about music, mm. and their names popped up, and it's kind of led up to this moment where we get to talk about them because it's really cool. Yeah, definitely. So they're they're super legit, super talented young bucks. Yeah. I'm not sure even how I came across them. I think it was like one song from somewhere, um, YouTube or Spotify or being played somewhere. I shazammed it. That's something I do sometimes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee shop, shazamming something. No, I love it. Um, Yeah. And I was just like, whoa. The first time I heard anything of theirs, I was just like, okay, this is totally in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. what what is this who are these people what's going on kind of thing yeah it makes you want to learn more yeah. about them especially once yeah. you know they're just some some young kids basically yeah, yeah. You know, i don't want to say kids in a negative <laughs> connotation because they're they're extremely talented and but really talented for their age yeah exactly i mean, it, I mean yeah it's it's always i think you see it a lot actually um really talented young musicians but it's always just you know what you've just like i don't know what you did to just skip all of those years of uh, practice and rehearsal to yeah. just like get that good now um it is interesting if you listen to the some of their live stuff though i think they were probably recorded at show obviously or something like that party scene so you can hear a few mistakes and it's not as tight as uh some of their like if you go on youtube they have like a lot of live performances from different things right. happening kind of thing so you can see their progression, but even so, they're still starting out really, like, you know, solid. Like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so. from the get-go. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, let's back up a little bit. Do you know anything yeah. about where what they were doing, like, as as younger? I don't, teen- unfortunately. Do you, did you? No, I didn't. I wasn't able yeah. to find anything. And yeah. maybe that's a failure on my research, or there just wasn't a lot of information out there. Yeah. But most of the stuff that was coming up for me was as they got started and and yeah like we were saying their first two albums aren't even on spotify yeah and i feel like that in today's kind of musical landscape spotify is like the place yeah to discover a lot of music mm-hmm. and so if your stuff's not on there yeah you know like when i was getting into this research i was like okay they got this album this album this album, great yeah. why, why is this album called three right and four where's <laughs> where's one and two exactly so i had to go, i was like where's yeah. one and two they're, they they yeah. got to be somewhere yeah yeah and they're they're out there, but they're not on Spotify. So yeah, which is um, yeah, like you say, I I know like we talk about Spotify a lot, but we both use mm-hmm. that, and you know, I think a lot of people do. Like I know a lot of people use Apple Music. I don't think anyone uses Deezer or anything. Like I don't know. I don't hear people say like, oh, you know. No, I only discovered Deezer when I was <clears throat> figuring out what where I should put my music that I release. Oh, yeah, and it yeah. just comes up as an option. Do you want it on Deezer? Yeah. Or well, like, Tidal sure. was another one, right? Yeah, um, which is Jay-Z's. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they were like pay... Platform? 
I think when they first launched, they were they were sort of really highlighting the fact that they pay artists more money or something, and also have higher quality right. sound or something like that. I think that was their thing. Haven't heard them talk about that in a while though. So that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> that, that was their goal, and sure, yeah. that's great. Yeah, it's yeah. an admirable project. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of like music discovery now, I mean, you need to be on all of them. Um, same with this podcast. That's why we put right. the podcast everywhere because you don't know where you someone is going to come across you know yeah you want what the, you have to the offer and most um, exposure as possible yeah exactly and yeah there's so much going on out there there's so much good music out there there's so much bad music jay <sighs> there's so much bad music <laughs> well he's out okay we got we got a guy playing violin on the street right yeah now. yeah mean, we we hired him for this podcast a little background music try something new so, yeah serenade us we thought we'd make it hard for ourselves by having him outside on the street because mm-hmm. we didn't because if he was in here, it'd be too loud. So mm-hmm. they're like, "We'll just go out in the alley and, and <laughs> just uh, yeah. and play." Yeah, it, it sounds good. Yeah, it, it's giving us some good vibes. It's a beautiful day in Seattle. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of a cloudy, overcast day, but that's what that's the best you can do right now. Sun is out. I was walking around in my t-shirt a little bit earlier. Yeah. Had that's, to do that. But, well, I, yeah, exactly. I didn't wear my jacket here today. That's a big step. That's that's brave. You know. <laughs> so first two albums, dope. Um, I yeah. think we should play a track. Yeah, um, should we spin something off one of uh, off of those? Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me a good um, one. You, this is your forte, so mm. you got one hundred percent of the choice. Um, I'm excited to listen to it because I listened to both those albums. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's hard to really get into them in, in a short period of time. Yeah. But this, I mean, good stuff, man. This is going to be a random um, pick right now. Okay. I'm just going to do it. It's all good. Don't don't matter, man. In three, stay with us, folks. Stay with us. We're doing this live here. We just moved. Oh, there we go. So, yeah, a little bit of an obscure track there. If you've heard of that, bad, not good, and been into the most recent music. You might not have expected that. I wasn't. <laughs> um, that was a pretty kind of odd, odd, deep cut. We were like veering into actress territory a little bit. With yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Check out our episode <laughs> on actress. Yeah, which is good stuff. Um, yeah, no, because uh, yeah, some, that album is like a mixture of live stuff still and the more programmed sampled stuff thing, which I, yeah. I'm sort of glad that my random track kind of showed a little bit of that yeah i thought that was cool um, how it had a little bit of both so it kind of shows yeah their um, their dynamic there and it said it is produced by seeds of yaris which is a pseudonym or what was the other word you had of pseudonym non de plume non de plume of alex the drummer um so he did a lot of that programming work that you nice. heard there um yeah so that was off the first yeah bbng is BBNG, what they called it bad, bad, not good and um yeah, uh, the album I said is is a. I think there's a couple of original things in there, but there's also um, covers of different artists as well mm-hmm. on there. So nice. So uh, yeah. real quick, I guess I wanted to say a little something about like how they got their band name. You know, what is bad, bad, uh, not yeah. good? Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? It's a cool band name. I, originally, I thought it was a joke on their uh, playing abilities because there's three of them. Like, uh, you're bad, you're bad, and you're not good. You're not good. <laughs> <laughs> that makes that makes sense. It's three piece. Yeah. I guess I think what I saw I was watching a YouTube um, interview or something, and they had 
they had kind of started a project that was called Bad Bad Not Good, but it was like a a, a different project from a musical. Yeah, it's like and, comedy TV. Yeah, it was like a little show that they wanted to start. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't have all the details about what what that what yeah. the content was exactly. Yeah. And I don't think they even knew. It was like a yeah. an idea and they wanted to do some skits yeah. or something and kind of, you know, start a little project, whatever it was. And I think it was called Bad, Bad, Not Good. Right. And I, I think they were coming up with the name and, you know, like, what is this? What is our content? It, you know, it's bad. What else is it? It's bad. <laughs> and also, it's not good. <laughs> bad, bad, not good. <laughs> yeah. And and I guess they named it that. And, right. and correct me if I'm wrong. I just this is just kind of my vague interpretation yeah. of what I heard. Yeah. Um. And then it kind of morphed into as they grew and kind of, you know, felt out what they wanted to do, and it became a musical. Yeah. Trio. Yeah. And it kind of so they kind of fell into it. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the sound anywhere near correct? You are correct. I feel like it was um just a oh. To Matthew, the keys player. I think it was mostly his project, that comedy TV idea sort uh-huh. of thing. Um, but yeah, it got shelved. It never came out. That would actually work as a as a name for a TV show, like a comedy show. Yeah, like I could see sounds that. Sounds great on Comedy Central or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, adult, and I, adult Swim. Bad, bad, not good. I forgot to look it up, but I think some of those videos still are on their YouTube channel. Oh, like skits? I think. Stuff. Okay. I, yeah. I, based on what they said in the interview. Yeah. But then I forgot to go back and look it up. Wow. Um, so that's, again, on my research. But Could check that out. Yeah. Go check it out because I think it's still there. I'm going to go look it up later because that's, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's, it's, I'm sure it's funny. Or it's just it, bad and not good. Yeah. Or it's just bad, bad, not good. <laughs> but anyway, cool, cool little origin yeah. story. So yeah, 2011, they were, they were doing these t- first two albums in 2012. They were still at school at Humber. And uh, playing live shows around the area as well, and um, and uh, Odd Future is a um, like a hip hop collective um, that Tyler Creator was a part of, and a few other artists um, who was a, sort of an inspiration for them musically as well. Mm-hmm. The, the tracks that Odd Future came out with, and um, it was uh, like they decided to do the odd future sessions which was basically cover versions of those some of those tracks that those guys have put out and they did it live and uh just did it as a youtube video originally it's on their youtube channel you can go check that out like nine years ago or something this was released Mm -hmm. um and they got a big grand piano there i think they actually filmed it at humber school it's like cool yeah they but they mic'd it all up professionally and stuff like that um and they filmed it, put it out, eventually went round Twitter, eventually caught the attention of Tyler, the creator himself, hmm. who then reshared it and also got in contact with them as well. And, uh, but I think also like when they were trying to, at school, they had like this um, exam thing that I had to do. Mm-hmm. And I guess the way that works in a school like that is you put together compositions and then you film it and then that's what you're graded on kind of thing. Interesting. And so I think they submitted like uh, some of the Odd Future Sessions tracks and they said they were like not marked well. Like the the, the people didn't get it. The tutors didn't get it. Cause, right. Because it's like a traditional jazz school and here are these guys with this like 
why are you incorporating exactly. modern contemporary music into what we're trying to teach you exactly yeah i don't know but i don't know these bands yeah so it, it kind of failed in that way but it was also in another way it became one of their big breaks because Ty Craig got in contact with them and they ended up collaborating some stuff. Mm -hmm. He came down to their studio and like, yeah. Um, That's amazing. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. You know, Tyler's huge. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, I don't know. um, Like poo on those teachers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Alex said he almost shared the exam paper on their blog, but he said, I probably ruined the career of the tutor, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, you don't want (laughs) to put them on blast like that negatively. Yeah. Even though it's like you kind of want to have a little bit of that, you know. um, Look at us now. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Like, why is this guy, look at this guy telling us that we don't know what we're doing. Give us a bad grade. Yeah. A bad, bad, not good grade. Yeah. Well, that was an interesting thing as well about jazz music is because all of these guys in the band are really into, you know, old school traditional jazz as well. Like we mentioned, Joel Coltrane, John Coltrane, mm-hmm. um, Miles Davis, stuff like that. Um, and, you know, they they realize they're hyper aware that like jazz is not a big mainstream thing now. Like it was, it used to be mm-hmm. the mainstream thing, you know, like Miles Davis and these guys in their time were like superstars kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I think they were asked, like, why do you think that's not the way now? And it's like, well, they, some of them have said, because, you know, a lot of jazz musicians now are not doing original stuff. They're like rehashing old compositions and just re-performing them. Right. Um, or they're not um, looking forward like these guys are doing and incorporating modern influences into jazz or, you know, mm-hmm taking jazz further taking jazz forward kind of thing yeah and um you know so obviously like the school they went to and those tutors are very much trapped in that old school world which they said it was good to learn about but it's also like not really useful (laughs) in their modern musical career as a musician kind of thing right it's like it's good to lean on it's good to have it there as a as knowledge and and everything like that but but in reality you know in music now you know, if you're just only going to embrace jazz, then you've got a very limited career that you can take that in. Yeah, limited you know? amount, yeah. like a, a finite amount of content that you can rehash or, yeah. you know, you can recreate it. But like a lot of these, you know, I don't know, older professors and stuff, they just kind of, you know, they're, they're, they get, get off on that nostalgia. Like, yeah. oh yeah, this is what I heard 40 years ago. Right. You kids are doing it right. Yeah, exactly. like, cool. Just rehash what I already, what they already made <laughs> yeah. 50 years ago. Yeah. And it's, that's one of the cool things that these guys didn't care too much about that. Like, yeah, they like these contemporary artists yeah. and they're incorporating it with these, you know, jazz standard, yeah. um, you know, aesthetic yeah. and, and foundation. Yeah. And they're, they're pushing jazz, you know, and they're doing yeah listen to this music and it's it's very much traditional jazz yeah um but it's it sounds contemporary and they're putting a lot of new stuff into it like breathing in a lot of new life into it and they're taking inspirations from elsewhere as well they said they listen to a lot of like brazilian jazz music and and kind of funkier jazzier music from other countries like thailand and stuff like that Mm -hmm. trying to put that global influence into what they're doing as well right so yeah cool uh, I mean, so yeah, that, I mean, that was the first two albums that are not on Spotify, but they're out there on Bandcamp. So check them out. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I guess they, their third album is called Three. Yeah. In 2014. R- Roman numerals. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Well, these bands like their Roman numerals. 
it's yeah it's, it's is that thing. is that the, the classy way to say i don't know i, I prefer yeah. when an album is called a, a name yeah you know and i mean it's a it's a common thing for bands to do bands like um led zeppelin oh yeah you know call their albums you know four yeah or five yeah it's it's not a weird thing to do no i think it's so much more personal though when you name it something yeah it, sometimes it's hard to come up with a name well it's hard enough to come up with a band name sometimes let alone like song names and yeah name. <laughs> and sometimes it's, yeah. it's interesting because you don't want to put too much weight on that like oh if we call it this people are going to get the perception that it's this or it's that mm -hmm. and maybe we don't want that and we're just going to call it a number it's called three mm -hmm. and then that that I have to explore the album to understand what the album's about, mm. you know, instead of you trying to create this aesthetic that's just like, this is the aesthetic, but the music is second yeah. to that, yeah. you know, leading the, the listener to just perceive it in a certain way yeah. based on what the name is. So I kind of see it both ways. I kind of prefer when you have a, a, a name that's unique to your music. Well, I also think maybe because these guys don't write lyrics or anything like that, mm -hmm. um, that they don't really have it's more about your the vibe of listening to it maybe or something like that like yeah you know, that's true though so, there's yeah. yeah if they're not using lyrics or yeah. you know vocalists in some of this music yeah and a lot of it's instrumental and stuff even though they have um features yeah yeah they're there's they're like they're saying by not having a title like yeah. listen to the music yeah yeah i don't have anything to say about it like you got to listen to it and think about what you think about yeah when when you hear it yeah and how you perceive it mm-hmm um yeah i think that's so that's cool i see it both ways yeah who cares <laughs> name your album whatever you want <laughs> um yeah and um but but okay i mean but three we're talking about three yeah. their third lp it's dense um the a lot of layered compositions it's yeah it's probably their first of the sound that you know that they're really on top of right now mm -hmm. in terms of production quality and everything like that yeah they, um, it took it to the next level i would say yeah we opened up a track uh the show with a track called confessions from that album featuring leyland witty on uh sax who um has been with them since 2016 around about then um mostly playing live with them but he started to appear more on their recordings like in that feature right so he was like a featured saxophone player but then yeah. is he the one who ended up joining the band um i believe so yes yeah so he's like confirmed yeah he's like the fourth member that you see in a lot of those photos mm -hmm. out there uh that's leland like such as the album four Yes. Um, yeah. When they're all in towels on the, on the front. Yeah. Shirts those. off. Yeah. They're in towels. Like, I don't know. They just got out of a jazz shower together. I don't know. It's a great album cover. <laughs> it looks like something you bring out of the bargain basement. And it's like this old Greek band mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. It's just like. Well, no, 100%. <laughs> that's exactly spot on. Yeah. Um, which is a good album, but we're not there yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, this it's, it's freewheeling. Talking about three. Yeah. Um, a lot of fiery energetic improvisations a lot of fast rhythms and stuff yeah as well. yeah. yeah so it's energetic and yeah. it's um yeah it's dynamic and it's just a little more hard hitting yeah you know a little bit more like in your face yeah about what they're bringing to the table and yeah. they leveled up as a as a group yeah you know came into themselves as a group on this album i would say yeah i think so so i mean yeah really good stuff yeah cool stuff i guess we already played an album or a, a song off that album 
We could do one more. Do we, I, I would like one more. Uh, I think this has a little bit of a faster rhythm thing going on it, but um, yeah, from our last track that you might have heard. <laughs> Which is pretty kind of syncopated, yeah. sampled, deep track. Yeah, uh, this is like more of the back to the live sounding stuff. Nice. It's called Hedron. Hedron from Bad Bad Not Good mm. from the album 3 from 2014. Love how it kind of fades out, like kind of chills out at the end a little, almost yeah. like an outro section where that bass starts playing bass chords. Yeah, yeah. I love bass chords, dude. He does a lot of bass chords, I think, in this. I've seen him. Yeah. Like, do, like he's always like stretching out. I think he plays a five string as well. Oh, does he? I think. This bass, this fretboard looks pretty fat, pretty wide. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I never go for a five string. Yeah, what is it? Have you ever played a five string? Like, or? Yeah, well, one time I, my dad was like, I'm going to get you a bass for your birthday or something. And it was like, oh, we're going to get a five string. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> why? I just need four. I, I just, yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, I was much more of a beginner at that time. But but, but it's uh, is the top string like a lower um, like uh, note or something like that? Or I don't know. Okay. I think yeah. like, a, like a standard default five string bass, you'd have it like, a normal bass, E A, okay, um, D G, but then the yeah. the lower mm -hmm. string, which would be on like the top, if you're, you have the bass guitar on your neck, yeah, it would be like a drop D tuning. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So that'd be D, then the E string, I guess. Yeah. But I, again, I don't really know. I've always been intrigued by them because I know like a lot of um, hip hop guys and R and B guys have five strings, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I think it gets that. I've seen do it like ultra low end type. Yeah, so you can stuff. almost go for kind of a sub bass yeah. kind of feel if you get the right tone. Yeah. So I mean, I, there's some versatility there for sure. Yeah. It's I, just a different way of playing there. Right? Yeah, it's just a little bit of a different style. Yeah. It's a it's a personal thing, which is yeah. You know, it's just another way to live your life. Is all. <laughs> yeah. There's no rhyme or reason. I, I've never had a reason to have a five string bass. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I just try to go with what works, you know, what's, what's the most efficient thing you can do. Yeah. Sometimes that's what you know, yeah. as opposed to learning something new in order to get a job done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I you can know. also get like, um, I think there's like, like pedals you can get to get like sub, that sub bassy sound mm -hmm. or something like that from yeah. a traditional five string or something, a four yeah. string. Yeah. Either way, I just love yeah. the the harmonies uh, it's such a beautiful sound when a bass is playing multiple notes at the same time yeah, yeah. In, in the right way yeah. and that really hits me because it, it's i don't know it just reminds me of like classical music or like a cello mm -hmm. and having those i don't know the the tone those low smooth tones of a nice sounding bass guitar yeah i love it yeah i don't have a good explanation of why or <laughs> what that means but I, I love it that's all i'm saying it's good we need more bass players in this world that love the bass that, yeah. that yeah. are not just like guitarists that like oh i can play bass as yeah. well in your band if you want like, yeah <laughs> oh yeah i can play bass i know the root note yeah i can play it yeah. like great yeah <laughs> to actually like focus on an instrument is a, is a thing and this guy's really good i think it's chester is his name i believe so yeah, yeah. so you can see i mean these each one of these instrumentalists are are delving deep into what they're able to do like yeah. the drums are changing beats yeah it's really 
you know, it's not just the same loop kind of thing over and over. Like you can yeah. hear on the kick drum, it's not exactly yeah. a pattern, like just four bars and repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, there's little inconsistencies or little embellishments and stuff yeah. that keeps it sounding really natural and really live. And then same thing on the bass. Yeah. It's not doing the same thing. And and as far as the whole track goes, you can feel it change. Like I said, yeah. it has a nice kind of outro chill down section and winds down at the end. Yeah. After that whole kind of that arpeggiated buildup, like da 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 and it's really kind of intense yeah. and and thematic. Yeah. Um, and then they chill it out, and so they 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 you can feel how they they use the energy of what they're able to do as a as a trio or with their their friends or whoever's playing with them. Yeah. And they're they're really good at harnessing that energy. Yeah. And and projecting it in the way that they want. Definitely so it's am. it's really impressive. So I mean I think that was a much. Um, you know, not the the first track that you played was bad, but that uh, the the second one like kind of paints the picture of who bad bad not good is a little mm. bit better mm-hmm. about what they're what they're capable of. Yeah, I mean, it, we're all showing it's all good because they they are doing sampled stuff, they are doing live stuff. Yeah, and we're trying to show mm-hmm. both of those sections. So yeah, yeah, good stuff though all the way around. I mean, I love it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think I've said this in the previous episode. Uh, the Alex, the drummer from Bad Bad Not Good, is in my top. I don't know what I said, five or ten <laughs> drummers of all time. Oh, really? I think I said ten, but I said I haven't filled all those spots yet. Actually. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I remember saying that. Okay. Yeah, so, um, uh, and I'm bad on names, because like, I used to get asked this when I was a kid, like, who are some of the drummers that you listen to? And I was like, oh, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I know the bands or whatever, I couldn't tell you then. Like, bad, bad, not good, the only reason I know his name is because I researched it for the show. Right. Otherwise, I'm not like that fanatical about... Um, the musician to like really dive in that much unless unless like maybe i'm trying to learn something i want to find out who that person is and see if they have any any like gear rundowns on right youtube or whatever kind of thing you know yeah purely to find more information about what is happening i mean it's a personal thing and these people are real people with you know whole lives going on in their heads and in their world but i'm the same way if like i play bass and someone's like oh who's your favorite bass player and I don't know. I would just yeah. say like Flea, right? Because yeah. he's like on the top of my head all the time. When yeah. when favorite bassists come up, I guess because because yeah, yeah. of his wild energy and his technical capabilities and stuff. And for me, Chad Smith and Chili Peppers, and and the reason I know that is like, I think cause my dad got me a VHS tape of a Chad Smith drum vi- instructional video. Nice, which is hilarious. Like he starts off the video driving. I think I've said this in a previous episode as well. It's like this nineties. He's got the whole mullet going on. He's oh, got yeah. like a oh, tank yeah. top on. He just like drives up in this car, and he's like falls out of his car, and then he like opens up the back hood, and there's like golf clubs falling out of it, and drumsticks and stuff like that. And he's like, "Oh yeah, let's go into the studio." And he just like keeps running into the studio, <laughs> hops on the drums, and then starts playing along to like a Blood Sugar Sets Magic, and it's of, sick. <laughs> yeah, and it's <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's the only reason I know who he is. Because he, he made this funny-ass fucking 90s drum instructional video. Mm-hmm. And he actually goes in depth in it. And actually Flea appears in it. And they're jamming together. Like, nice. And he's showing you stuff kind of thing. I think um, I, I think I might have seen that video yeah. years ago. Yeah, but yeah. like, sure I, mean, I still YouTube have it on my mind. Like that. Yeah. 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 I, I think I saw it on YouTube. I'm not. It might be a different video than you're talking about. But yeah, yeah. either way, it was still Chili Peppers. And it was, it was Flea yeah. and Chad and yeah, know, yeah. Epic epic dudes just jamming and um yeah like i say like well chad smith was one of my earliest things drumming wise and then yeah just like musically like 
Um, I mentioned the guy. Yeah, here's an example. I don't know his name. The guy from Arctic Monkeys. I don't know his name. His drummer. The drummer? I don't know his name either. Yeah. Um, he's really good. And this guy is really good as well, Alex. And I think, I don't know what, it's hard for me to explain. I think it's just something about like the feel. And um, it's just like, you, you could, it doesn't sound like they're drumming to me. It sounds like they're just flowing naturally, doing their own thing. Yeah. And like, you can't hear, like a lot of, you know, there's a lot of musicians in the world, there's a lot of drummers in the world. And sometimes, you know, it's just keeping the beat or mm -hmm. keeping the time or doing something simple or not really doing anything crazy or still doing things crazy, but there's still, uh, it hasn't that flow to it. And th for these guys, like it just flows like seamlessly yeah like alex is same as someone to me that could just fuck up and it would just be fine you wouldn't notice because he can just flow into the next yeah thing or whatever yeah like, they're yeah. they have the chops yeah. they have the technical ability they have the knowledge and the <laughs> oops i hope that didn't just mess everything By up the way everyone I'm, jesse said he would not knock the I, camera I was, again I was, he just did it <laughs> i totally can't remember <laughs> no uh well yeah put it back on the markers i guess <laughs> It's all right though. I think. Um, what was I My say? bad, everybody. They are uncomfortably close. They're, yeah, we're, we're getting used to our new setup. Yeah, we're we, figuring things out. Yeah, exactly. We're here to learn, um, and we're on a journey here with everybody else listening. Yeah. And uh, along with it, all these artists and musicians out here in the world. <laughs> yeah. So you know, don't 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 take us too seriously, guys. We're we're just learning here. Not yet. My bad though. My bad. I kicked the camera. I'll take the heat for that. <laughs> just joking. But but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, about like the energy and stuff. Like you can tell when, yeah. you know, some, any, anybody can drum in any band. Like, oh, you're a studio drummer, you drum for the band. You can keep a beat. Great. Yeah. But um, like you said, like. I it, guess it's the it's, chops, right? Yeah, maybe. Like. I mean, chops are good, but flowing with the energy of who you're playing with and, and what you're making is is all important. Communicating. Like, yeah. Anticipating when someone might do yeah. something or vibing off of it. Yeah, and it's communication. Yeah. And they're speaking this musical language. They've actually said this as well, like the way they orientate themselves on stage is they kind of need to be facing each other mm -hmm. a little bit because they do look at each other a lot as they're playing. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's yeah. huge because yeah. I've seen like a band I love, um, Ben Folds 5. Mm, okay. You know, Ben Folds is pretty popular. Yeah. And I, is this I, Seattle? No. No, I don't think so. Maybe not. No, okay. not that I know of. Maybe though, I don't know. Okay. But I've seen them. Well, I, actually, I've seen them at White Water, White River Amphitheater, mm -hmm. um, in like Auburn or something. And then I've seen some YouTube videos of them playing and stuff. And they're a three-piece piano-based band with uh, bass and drums, and they all do vocals, which is super cool. And a lot of times they'll set up. When I saw them at White River Amphitheater, they're they're facing each other. Yeah. You know, the piano's like the, he's facing the bass player and then the drummer's right in the middle. So it's essentially a circle. Yeah. I guess you would say a triangle if there's only three of them. But I think that's super cool. Yes. And I yeah. think it's a cooler way to set up than yeah. having everybody just facing the crowd like, here's our presentation. Yeah, that's always a bit, I've always found that a bit weird. I mean, we've done shows like, like I remember like uh, Century, Central, the Central, Central, the Central. Market. Central <laughs> Saloon. The Central Saloon. Yeah. yeah. Currently closed. Don't know if it's going to open again. But um, uh, our show was good. I thought we played well. But mm -hmm. <laughs> they had this like weird drum riser. And I was just like, I really don't want to be sitting up there. That just looks so weird. Yeah. Like, I'm not here to play drums for you. 
look yeah, at yeah, me yeah. on drums. Like, I'm that's on a, how it looked on the stage because the stage is already pretty high and then they put the drums even higher. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just like That is a pretty high up stage. <laughs> I was just a little bit like, this is a bit much. Can I just be at the back in the alleyway? I'm sure from the audience the perspective, it looks better. I mean, if it's packed, a, then, you know, you can see everything, I guess, right. if you're back. But yeah. I think it's just much, much more important to get the, the dynamics of the band on point as far as your stage setup goes. I, yeah. I, I prefer to be looking at, um, like if I'm playing bass and you're the drummer, I want to be able to make eye contact with you constantly. Yeah. I want to be able to see what you're doing. Yeah. You know, we should know the songs, I guess, before we start playing, but I still yeah. want to see what you're doing on the hi-hat, see yeah. what your leg's doing and when you're hitting the kick Yeah. Right. And, and matching that visual with what I'm hearing. Yeah. And it's all part of the whole thing. Yeah. It just helps me be much more present. Yeah. And, you know, it, that's all I got to say, present and with what we're doing and, and helping to create what we're trying to create yeah. in unison, yeah. um, you know, and that's, that's energy yeah. and trying to put that good energy out there. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. Do whatever you want with your band. Yeah. Go backwards, Amazing. put curtains up between you guys so you can't see anybody <laughs> and, and play your show. I don't care. Well, I guess my last <laughs> thing to say on that is uh, recently the way I've been rehearsing with Mr. DC, shout out Mr. DC, yeah. changing his name to David Cheney. For real? Um, As an artist? Yeah. Mm. Uh, we have a, actually, well, it'll already be out by the time this com- comes out, but at 9 p.m. tonight when we're recording this, we're dropping our next single. My Epic. My first appearance on anything that's ever been officially released, so I get to join ASCAP now. This is huge. <laughs> As a writer. As a writer, yeah. I wrote the guitar line, played the drums on it, helped with a little bit of ideas for arrangement and was, stuff like that. Was this the same track you guys just did on the Seattle World Tour? Yeah, we did a performance, Seattle World Tour, YouTube, go check that out. That's awesome. Live performance. Sounded the, great. At the Ruby Room, cool. Yeah, and the track's called Donde. So that was a live version, and the, the official version is coming out tonight. Mixed by a guy who mixed one of Tori Amois' albums. Oh, that's right, you were saying that. Yeah. So, so that's a cool synchronicity connection. I'm sorry, I don't know your name now. Well, I, did, I didn't do it. It's all David's thing. He's it's, like it's, hires the people. He's, he's the guy. He's the one who should deal with that. Okay. I'm just the drummer. No, I'm just the drummer. I'm just the drum guy, guy. <laughs> guy? Pal? Yeah. You know, um, but you're doing some guitar in that and too, and so that's cool. Yeah. I mean, you're doing some writing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're rehearsing, and the way we have that at the other studio, um, Andu's got like a drum room now. Mm-hmm. Andu's which, the bass player in your band, yeah. in, in DC's band. Yeah, in DC's band. He also produces and releases music himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got this like inc- drum enclosure thing. And uh, it's been interesting because the last few times we've rehearsed, we've, um, I've been in that room just playing to the wall, but we're all on headphones and everyone's like mic'd up individually and like, right. can, like adjust the levels of everyone's levels in our headphones. And it's so much better way of rehearsing because you can hear everyone clearly. Right. But the downside of that is you can't see everyone, right? Mm-hmm. But I, actually, we did the same rehearsal thing for Shayhan's thing on the headphones. Right? I was, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and, and we were actually had a different orientation so we could see each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but sound-wise, I think that worked I, It's really great. well. I would prefer to do that all the time now whenever I'm playing or rehearsing. It's, it's an odd fun. phenomenon when you're like in a room and everyone has their own amp and the drum set's obviously already too loud a lot of the time <laughs> mm-hmm. you know i drums are very loud almost when it's yeah, obnoxious like, level drum more quietly yeah it's like, well then i can't well you just want me to walk away and just <laughs> go get a beer like fine <laughs> but it, it's a weird phenomenon because it's so loud and there's so much noise and so many vibrations hitting your ears 
and but you can't hear the singer or you, like it's so loud but what is the bass doing like, this is this is it, the thing weird. that a lot of people encounter actually bad bad not good have encountered it as well um because we're about to get onto the the ghost face killer collaboration they did epic but they also did some like live shows with him and they said like some shows they showed up to there was only a microphone for his vocals and that was it there was no pa there was no mics on the drums wow so he, you know, they said they had to like he had to play the drums loudly so that people could hear him in that environment i guess it's like a different thing or whatever yeah. sort of thing but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems like they're cool. We're just rocking up and like, oh, no mics. Okay, fine, whatever. We'll just do it. Like, you know, and as the, musicians, I don't know if anyone's musicians out there, but it's you know, it's always a challenging thing like to go to a show. The most important thing I feel like is that the band can hear themselves. Yeah. Because I've done shows where I couldn't hear other musicians at all. Like stuff that I was trying to listen for cues for the, the next part. And I was like, can't hear it at all. So I'm just like guessing at this point. Scary <laughs> times. I mean, those are some yeah. of the most fun times though, when you're, you, I mean, you're just right there in the moment and things are happening and you don't know if it's the right time, but you're, you're right there present. I mean, in a way, I think maybe every musician has to go through that because that's how you develop chops, right? It's mm -hmm. like, I mean, I've even been, I've even stood in for a drummer at like a cover show and we had like 30 tracks. I didn't know any of them, didn't rehearse, just showed up to the show. And the bass player was just like, okay, we're doing Stevie Wonder now. It's like, okay, got it. Like, you know, I'll just. Sure, no problem. And it's like, you know, it's kind of scary. But like, if you just like, I don't know, that's how you develop chops, right? Because even if you do those things and you fuck up, at least you've done it. And like, now you know. And then the next thing you, as you move forward, you know, you can lean on those experiences and um, yeah and some like people that, will say like oh that makes it harder to do what we're trying to do but that's very much a, a jazz yeah. thing is yeah. improvisation yeah. and figuring things out on the fly yeah. live yeah people doing solos people changing up the, the the pattern of the song going from you know from a to b yeah. sections yeah and you know or switching it up live because oh let's let's do the solo again people are dancing let's let's go back to the chorus yeah, yeah. do the refrain again and so i mean that's a, that's a huge thing especially in jazz music mm -hmm. you know primarily um specifically mm. a great skill and you don't really do that unless you don't learn improv unless you improvisize yeah improv is that right is that Im improvise improvise <laughs> i'm making up words here on roots to grooves okay all words are made up we need to like i said have this glossary of like yeah words that we've come up with or whatever or that we've learned vocab words we've learned yeah in five years from now i plan on having a roots to grooves book of vocabulary words coffee table book yeah so pick that up put it yeah. on your your toilet lid you know <laughs> but that's five years from now that's fine but anyway so, I mean, that's what these guys are about. We're talking about Bad, Bad, Not Good here on Roots to Grooves. Yeah. Some cool jazz guys, some young jazz guys, uh, mixing traditional jazz kind of root stuff with um, contemporary hip-hop and rap. Yeah. And, uh, and, they, and even, they really um, embraced that directly head-on in 2015 mm -hmm. with their album Sour Soul that they did with Ghostface Killer. Yeah, produced by Frank Dukes. Yeah, 12 tracks. And um, yeah, I actually wanted to talk about Frank Dukes because that was the reason this album came together. And um, I didn't know who Frank Dukes was, um, but apparently he's a prolific beat maker, producer, based in Toronto as well. Um, he's produced tracks for Post Malone, The Weeknd, 
Um, he also has like a library, kind of sample library, music library type thing that he just creates random beats for. And people had sampled that and put that into their tracks. So people who have sampled him have been like Drake, Travis Scott, Kanye West. Um, and, so, I mean, uh, huge artists. Huge artists. And also like, um, so basically they, the guys from Bad Bad, not good, first met Frank Dukes back in 2011. Uh-huh. When they were doing their early shows and first two albums kind of thing. And right. He was out there in Toronto, went to a show, got to know them. And um, I think over the years, they just stayed in touch. They even shared the same studio space mm-hmm. for a number of years. A lot of the guys from Bad, Bad, Not Good played on Frank Jukes's like uh, sample-based material that went on to then get sampled and used by like some of these big artists kind of thing. Nice. So they had this whole um, relationship and collaborative uh, thing with Frank. And so that's how the Ghostface Killer thing came around because obviously Frank Jukes knows a lot of people. He's in the industry. He's doing a lot of things. And, um, yeah, I think it was just kind of like a chance sort of thing of Ghostface Killer hearing their stuff and just talks and messing around and sharing beats and ideas. Mm-hmm. And then then this is how all of this um, album came together. Yeah. Sour Soul 2015. Yeah, so it's super good. I mean, yeah. it, so it's obviously a collaboration between Bad Bad Not Good and Ghostface Killer, yeah. who's a Staten Island rapper, yeah. um, member of Wu-Tang Clan, yes? I Is he? I think so. I don't know. It's I, terrible. I think I think show. so. Okay. All right. Which we should be sure of that, but I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 pretty sure. I'm like 90% sure. I mean, there's so many I just second guess myself cuz I'm cuz of my insecurities, you know. I think you know, it's right I, though. I, I know someone that hung out all night with with the whole Wu Tang clan in New York and didn't know it was them. Wow. That's a fun <laughs> story. That's a great story for them. I know. <laughs> um so yeah, but this uh there's also some interludes on this album, some instrumentals, and then some of it has some vocal features. Obviously Ghostface Killers on um almost every track, I think. Mm-hmm. Um but even some of the tracks he only does like one verse. So he's yeah. he's on it, but it's it's almost like I'd like some more of that. Yeah. Um, you know, expand on this. The whole record's only thirty minutes or just over thirty minutes. Yeah. So it's pretty fast paced, it's pretty brief. Yeah. Um, which is cool. But there's some instrumentals. Um, you know, Ghostface Kill is doing some rapping. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like one of the main features is Danny Brown. Yeah. Who's a Detroit MC. And yeah. we mentioned him a couple of times. He's been on Gorilla stuff. He's been on you know, many, many things. He comes up a lot. He's pretty prominent. Yeah. Um, MF Doom's on here. Yeah. M- MC Tree. Mm-hmm. LZ. Yeah. If that's how you pronounce it. E-L-Z-H-I, I think. I think so, yeah. Um, so a lot of cool stuff. I mean, some huge names yeah. on here. Yeah. And it's a it's a really pretty straightforward yeah. um, record. It, but it's, and it's great. But it's solid. It's, um, it's it really re- solid. It reminds me of um, uh, the album that Adrian Young did. Um, with some of the Wu-Tang Clan as well, I think. I think he did some stuff with Ghostface yeah. Killer as well. Yeah, no, totally. I was trying to think of the and name. MF Doom, maybe, as well. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, what is it? I have like I have it on vi- I have it on vinyl over there, actually, it's, somewhere. It's right here. I can't it's think right of the name off the, the top of my head, um, but we totally talked about that other record with Ghostface Killer. Yeah, and it reminds me of that because it's a similar sonic vibe. Like, if you have those two albums, spin them back to back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Um yeah, like it's just, you know, it's live hip hop, but it's 
but it's it's great it's just uh i mean let's play some stuff off it so we, yeah so i'm down we, we get to know um let's just do the title track to start off with i'm down sour soul you know i'm down jay down yo cleanse me clean me on my sour soul and fishes my mind races from the satellite dishes no technology this world's corrupt Yeah, that's the opening track from Sour Soul, called Sour Soul. Bad, bad, not good, and Ghostface Killer. Yes, from yeah. Wu-Tang Clan. Nice, <laughs> yes, officially we could say it now. And um, the album that Ghostface Killer did with Adrian Young is called 12 Reasons to Die. Nice. RZA is on there as well. There was that bit of story thing as well, where RZA was like telling a story about right some person or something like that yeah it's it was like kind a of a story yeah, yeah. yeah i think yeah, yeah i don't know if it's a ghost face killer thing he likes to kind of tell a story yeah yeah. And he was telling a story in that other album yeah he was he's like a gangster yeah something like telling that, his yeah. story or something yeah um and it's cool because it's like a story album yeah of of good music and so you can hear bad bad not good on this that track that we just played yeah and it's just it's a bunch of that yeah that album that what we just played is is that for thirty minutes. Yeah, fucking excellent. I mean, not just that. I mean, like they go in different directions. For, yeah, yeah. I don't mean to say it's just yeah. Got other other people featuring on vocals on it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, um, super great album. Yeah, so. uh, yeah. I just love it because it's it's almost I want to say simple, but it's just not. They're not trying to do too many dynamic, crazy things. It's just like a very good yeah. jazzy hip hop album. Well, I guess for Bad Bad Got no, Not Good, it's kind of a bit of a not a diversion, but they're you know because they have the vocalists in there and they're doing more of a straight hip hop thing. They're not going so crazy on the jazz tangents mm-hmm. to like create the arrangements or whatever mm-hmm. because you know you, you got the good beat. You got the I mean in that track it has strings in there. Nice. totally yeah. it's just a little bit more of an alternative yeah. take yeah. on what they're doing it's um their instrumentation is kind of subdued because yeah. they're not focusing completely on the instrumentals yeah they're leaving a lot of room for the vocalists obviously yeah, yeah. uh great all the way through yeah i mean it's Absolutely. fire it's great yeah so well uh, yeah 12 tracks of that sour soul 2015 and then um and they don't actually even count it as their own album um because Technically, the 26 album, 2016 album, four would actually be five, but it's they call it four because I've learnt my Roman numerals now. I think, <laughs> or am I still messing it up? No, no, it's four. That's <laughs> okay. four. You got it. That's <laughs> IV, not yeah. not the drip. The Roman numerals. If <laughs> what does that mean? But yeah, yeah, I mean, there you go. And so four is arguably my favorite. Bad, bad, not good. Yeah, it is the the most probably. I mean, like I think three was really big for them, and then mm-hmm. of course a lot more people got to know them through the Ghostface Killer album. Mm-hmm. And then by the time four came around, they're all they're like established sort of thing, and people were yeah. like waiting for this album. Yeah, uh, Shayhan has it on vinyl. I saw it at the other studio. Oh, nice! He got that. And, Great. Um, yeah, funny cover like we mentioned earlier um they're all in towels for some reason yeah yeah you mentioned it looks like some greek yeah it looks like some weird random thing you'd pick out in a record store yeah it looks like an old (laughs) like uh like a 50s yeah could come from the 50s or 60s or something that you find in some record store and you're like what is this yeah but it's it's you know basically brand spanking new and funky yeah and it's it's good and i mean it's got some synthy kind of stuff yeah almost 
almost some electronic kind of influence. Yeah. Because these guys are listening to Flying Lotus. Yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. stuff from Danny Brown to Flying Lotus to, to old, you know, Sinatra, Charles Mingus, mm-hmm. jazz standard kind of stuff. And they're, they're bringing it all together. And I don't know, for me, this is kind of where all the energy, you know, gets enveloped and they kind of, this is where they come into themselves a lot for the most. Yeah. And it, it's, their, it's their latest record. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, I guess after this, they released a Late Night Tales was that right? Yeah, yeah. Which, Com- compilation album. Yeah, a lot of people were done late night sales, including um, Bonobo. Right. Um, which is cool. Collection, like a mixtape of yeah. the stuff they're into. Which Yeah, which is great. And I didn't really listen to that because we're trying to focus on their, you know, predominantly original stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's there and it's cool. But this is like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just their, their, their best stuff mm-hmm. so far. I think all their, their skills and their history and you know their bond as a group comes comes into themselves on this one and they really kind of leveled up i think and, um actually yeah since you brought up that, uh late night tales mm-hmm. i was just kind of curious on who they put on there mm-hmm. uh, give it give it to us boards of canada nice i like them stereo lab i was like we should do an episode on stereo i've lab. heard of stereo lab yeah they're really good i don't recognize i'm just mentioning who else i recognize <laughs> yeah. thundercat Nice. Uh, Charlotte Day Wilson, who features on uh, their album four. I've got a track lined up there in the background. Uh, they put one of their own tracks on there, of course. Bad. <laughs> I hope so. I hope. Um, yeah, that was it. That was uh, Those are the ones I recognize. There's also Delegation, Veli Junas, Kiki Gian, Admas. Probably be probably worth listening to some of their selections mm-hmm. to see what they're into and everything like that. But yeah, no, I mean that'd be a great spot to learn some new music or get some more some yeah. influence from some of these you know prominent artists that these guys are into that Bad Bad Not Good is into. Yeah, um, I fully trust their their musical expertise. Yeah. You know, because they they know music, they know the history, they you know they went to school for jazz. Yeah, so they they know who's good and who's not, and and they they love who they're influenced by. Yeah. Which is a you know varied, you know. It, it it's contemporary stuff mixed with old stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there's no limit to it. So I mean, they know good music, and I I, I feel like I trust them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I mean it's good stuff. But before, yeah, it's versatile. Mm-hmm. It's old school soul. Yeah. But there is some of the, almost electronic influence. Do you feel that? Am I, am I right? There's like some synthy parts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I said it's like a lot jazzier, smooth, and melodic. Versus uh-huh. some of the earlier hard hitting sounds, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there is like more sort of a softy synthy approach yeah. happening in there. They're still not; they're still keeping it live though, and not really doing the sampled stuff that they were doing really early on, which is interesting right. to me because I think some of the early sample based programmed drum stuff was actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear what else they can do, like in terms of that yeah, stuff. for sure. Um, or if not with bad, bad, not good, like some other side project. Cause I know like some artists are like, you know, this doesn't fit this vision or whatever kind of thing. Right. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like to play a track off it. I think, I think this might be the first track I ever played you. Is it, was it the one with the male vocal that you first heard? Yeah. Okay, and, yeah. and this is what set me off. I was like, Oh, is this, this sounds like some old jazz cat who's like really killing it. Yeah. And it sounds good. He's probably, the guy's been around forever. Exactly. Yeah. So and this is what you thought. 
but and but this is what i that's where i put it together because these are just some young white dudes from ontario canada putting this together with a cool feature and it just it's really deep it's really emotional and hits hard really soulful and it really sucks you in uh yeah so this is time moves slow with samuel t herring Mm -hmm. is the vocalist great lyrics there as well yeah that's so emotionally charged yeah, yeah. it's really sad yeah you know kind of melancholy yeah, yeah reflective vibes yeah um yeah just the simpleness of the 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 simple dry vocal yeah right up front in the center of the mix yeah no embellishments no harmonies yeah. no backing vocals no it's it's really that it's such a personal song yeah um, yeah personal is a good way yeah i didn't even notice there wasn't backing vocals mm-hmm. I think you're right yeah i mean it, it's so powerful <clears throat> yeah how how it affects you and it, I, how it makes me feel yeah. and it's just bad bad not good doing their thing mm-hmm. and this this vocalist i can't remember his name but real chill samuel t herring yeah yeah and it's just really emotional and really cool and that, that was the first track that i was turned on to by you jay Right, and that was the first one you showed me, and I had no idea who was in this band or who they were about, and I just heard that, you know, Sonic, you know, the song, the the track. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, um, yeah, one that I was really vibing with at that time, so mm-hmm. I had to show it to you as well. Yeah, no, so, I I totally yeah. vibe with that. It's one of my yeah. favorite things I've heard. Yeah, I mean, it's up there with some some of my, you know, it's in my top, you know, top hundred tracks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to go that far, <laughs> but like, I'll just um, it's in my top. One million songs. <laughs> yeah. Where is it? I don't know. Nine thousand. I, <laughs> I, I, I I'm not prepared to make a such a such a statement off of that. But I mean, maybe we should do a show like Desert Island Discs, where you play. Yeah. A selection. Maybe we should do that. No. Like yeah, that'd be good. Uh, you'll, I'll do one. You do one mm-hmm. of uh, like ten tracks that you would want with you. Yeah you know that sounds good i'm down yeah. for that that sounds great yeah, we should do that that'd be cool hey if everybody yeah. wants to hear something like that let us know yeah let us know your thoughts we we can get everybody who's listening involved as well somehow yeah yeah would be cool a little yeah a little tidbit everyone we're gonna be well you would have already seen this at this point but we're gonna try out some tiktok live streaming oh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of these episodes and clubhouse as well mm-hmm. gonna try it out and uh you can actually communicate with us live 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 while we're recording we could even actually if we're going to do that we could actually even go live on signalradio.com audio on the on the radio station that would be cool yeah i would like to i yeah. mean if we could do some live you know yeah. question and answer exactly yeah. or uh you know informational tidbits fun facts exactly so i mean yeah be prepared for that yeah um thank you everybody for listening yeah um, i mean um well before we go oh, i didn't mean to say we're going away I, i'm just like thank you for being here this far okay yeah <laughs> um well because i think the last thing i wanted to mention about was their lineup changes um right because so their last album came out in 2016 and uh they, sour soul um no the last um or four four yeah and um they tour a lot they play a lot all over the world constantly and um uh, so like we said at the top of the show it was it was mostly a three piece throughout most of their career Chester Hansen on bass Matthew Tavares on keys 
Alexander Sawarski on drums. Then Leland Whitty joined in 2016 uh, on saxophone, woodwinds. He plays a bit of guitars, violin, strings, mm -hmm. stuff as well. Talented. And um, he's actually Leland toured with them since 2011, but he's only really officially been in the band since 2016. Um, but so when 2017, I believe, rolled around, um, Matthew, the keys player, took a break from the band, took a break from touring, like it was all getting a bit sort of heavy for him. For sure. Um, Can't imagine. And, uh, you know, the, some of the things I found out about him actually is um, he's actually been like the driving force behind the band for many years in terms of like he like records and produces and mixes and masters all of their material he knows about web design and coding so he was making their websites he was like nice. doing graphic design and doing the album covers and packaging and stuff like that and um and really like like the other guys basically said at some point yeah we just show up and put a pig head on and play because, <laughs> by the way, the drummer used to wear a pig head in the earlier years, just a pig face mask. Okay, so that's drums. where the album cover came from? Which yeah. is their first or second yeah, album yeah, cover, yeah. which is like a guy wearing a pig yeah, face mask? Yeah, he used mask. to just wear it when he was performing and then stopped doing that. But, um, yeah, so, like, yeah, Matthew was really, like, heavy part of it. So he took a break. He wanted to take a break from touring. He actually, like, did a solo album called Matty, under the name of Matty. Mm -hmm. Um it's actually, I listened to a bit of it. It's um, it's very different than Bad Bad Not Good. I would say it's actually sim more similar to like Tori Emoire type stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Like solely poppy, jazzy vocals. I think he's doing vocals on it. Nice. Stuff like that. Um, yeah, so he's kind of going through that. And then I think it was in 2019, he officially said that he's going to leave the band. Mm. So he's left Bad Bad Not Good. Um, which is, I think, is a shame for me as a listener, um, but I can understand from his thing. He said they're all on good terms. They're all on good terms with each other. So it's a not, mutual. So it's a mutual thing. Um, I think maybe he just needs a break and he, he wants to pursue some other things. Maybe he'll sure. come back to them at some point kind of thing. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's been a minute now since they released, you know, four. I was 2016. So they are working on something new, I heard. Um, they teased in 2019 that they were going to release something, and it's now 2021. So it's already been a minute since then. <laughs> exactly. So um, I, I think in 2021 or maybe 2022, we can expect something. I think they, you know, COVID really threw a number through a lot of artists' plans and stuff like that as well. For so, sure. So they're probably waiting on that you know, to see how it pans out kind of thing. But I'd be interested to see where they go next in the next chapter and how that's going to work out. Mm -hmm. I do know um, they had a guy called James Hill um, that toured with them from 2016 on Keys as well. Nice. So I don't know if he's going to become more of a permanent member on Keys for the band. But, um, yeah, I mean, at this point we don't know. They're, they're hiding away, doing working on things. Yeah. So... Which is good. Yeah. That's where we want them. Yeah, exactly. That's where we, exactly where we want you. Get, get in the studio. <laughs> yeah. So that was all I had to say about that. I just, uh, yeah, I had to bring it up and, um, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as, as far as bad, bad, not good goes, that's all I got. Yeah. I mean, that, that brings me up to date. Yeah. I learned a lot through this research yeah, and I was yeah. super, it was a great choice by Jay. Super thankful to have gotten a chance to research these guys and, and listen to their discography Tons of good stuff. 
I still got a bunch of stuff to, a bunch of listening to do. Yeah. They're going to be going up on our uh, Rooster Grooves playlist, which I'm going to make yes. in the near future. Nice. Hopefully it's out by the time this, um, this drops. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, this, these guys are great. Yeah. I mean, and they're young. Yeah. And I think they got a lot of energy and a lot of cool ideas. Yeah. Mixing the old school, you know, jazz traditional yeah. stuff with contemporary hip hop and rap. Exactly, which yeah. it seems like a lot of them are into or even some alternative and even some old school new wave stuff, you know, based on some of the influences that we're saying like joy division. Yeah. And, you know, so they have a wide range and they're, they're not afraid of anything. Yeah. They're not afraid of, you know, sticking it to their college professor teachers, whether they're going to get a good grade or not on something they're, they're going to do it anyway. Yeah. So these guys are very impressive. They're young. I think they're going to come out with a lot of cool stuff. So I'm looking forward to, I, I like in all, all this research, they're, they're much more new and contemporary than I thought. They haven't been around for that long. Yeah, that's true. So time's becoming a weird thing now. Time moves slow. That was the last track. Time moves slow. Actually, I feel the opposite though, because to me, 2011 doesn't seem that long ago, but now it already freaking is. It's like yeah. a decade ago. And I was like, whoa, okay. Time is a state of mind, Jay. Uh, it's true yes it can go fast if you want if you're not paying attention if Mm -hmm. i think it's about being mindful the more Mm -hmm. present you are and the more mindful of your situation in the present Mm -hmm. that's when that's when time moves slow well i think that's my perspective anyway i think that's a good note to end on there let's shall we and uh let's leave it with in your eyes that sounds great with charlotte day wilson thanks for being here this has been roots of grooves i'm jay I'm Jet. I'm Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> and that, <laughs> that makes this. Did, did you, you? You just said all of this mindfulness, <laughs> and then you forgot who you are. Yeah. That's how powerful of a exactly. Motion I was so is. gone right yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, Jay and Jess, that makes this grooves to roots. Thank you for being here. Email us at <laughs> moc dot. No, I'm trying to do the the email address in reverse <laughs> oh, that's impressive that's impressive you do should we try to have like a, a drunk driving test on the side of the road like maybe say the abc hey, is backwards i'm about to try and walk in a straight line off this yeah episode, so. we're gonna yeah. figure this out we got some stuff to figure out roostergoose <laughs> at signalradio.com if you have anything to say or drop us a comment on youtube yeah hit us up let me know what you're thinking yeah next time until next time thanks guys Roots to Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S-I-G-N-L radio.com.